1: Alright, Pete, before we get started with this week's wrestling perspective, wow, what a what a jam-packed show we have anyways. I want to start out with an ad. Let's talk about whatforapparel.com backslash WPP. That's where you can get our shirts. We have a bunch of shirts, Petey.
2: Yeah, I mean, and not only... Uh, I, I shouldn't say that we don't care about money because we do care about the money, but we care more about where the money goes and, uh, you know, the charity, every, everything's going to charity now. That, that's what we're doing. Um, not keeping any money for ourselves for those shirts. Anything you buy, it goes straight up to the Rainbow Connection. Um, Dennis, you're better at talking about the
1: Rainbow Connection. I
2: I like to call it like the little cousin of Make-A-Wish. That, it, that's what I like to say, but you do a better job at it.
1: Essentially, it is the little cousin of Make-A-Wish. They're a little independent charity who's out there trying to make dreams come true for kids who – I don't want to use these words, but I am, but kind of fall through the cracks that, that don't get their make-a-wish. We decided when we were going to give 100% of our proceeds to charity from our shirts that we wanted to give it to a place where our dollar would go a little bit further. Not saying you know, make-a-wish isn't deserving, but when you have companies giving millions and millions of dollars to make-a-wish, our 20 30 $40, dollars, $100 dollars doesn't seem as generous. Then going over to RainbowConnection.org where everything's on a voluntary basis. Every cent counts. That's where we wanted our money to go to. And that's what you and I, PD, we sat down. We went through a bunch of charities. One of the best 501c3s out there. We decided RainbowConnection.org is where we wanted our fans' money, essentially our fans' money, to go.
2: Yeah, and especially, I mean, I mean, the reason why we feel so passionate about this is because we're giving back to our uh, own com- community so it, it's like you know we everybody knows we live in like the michigan you know border city type area of detroit well they um, do now yeah well i mean that's that's where everybody knows we live even though we live nowhere near detroit well we do but you know we're suburbs not yeah suburbs of detroit yeah um <laughs> we were involved in the detroit riots no not us um yeah but i mean so giving it back to your own community and stuff is uh it, it just helps grow your your own
1: community so i look we know you guys are out there buying shirts and thank you for supporting other wrestlers but if you buy one of our shirts know that we will donate the money that you spend that we receive from the shirts to rainbow org. we will not see a dime of it and we don't we don't donate it in the name of pd and dennis or even wrestling perspective we donate it to, from the fans of wrestling perspective. So we don't even really take credit for it either. No,
2: I mean, why would we want to? It's not our money going towards uh, the charity. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the fans that put into it. And we're just the ones that, uh, you know, provide the shirts for the good cause.
1: Buy a shirt, wear it, let us know. You get a shout-out on the podcast. You get to know that your dollar is going to help make a wish for for a child you know not that make a wish but you know making sure a child that is I you know look some of these kids have uphill battles to to fight and some of them don't make it but to know that you donated and, and could help a child make a dream come true it's priceless so hopefully you guys will go out of your way and do that so what's left Pete not
2: much but man i'll tell you what that last like paragraph like that made me like sad and happy at the same time so uh i don't know how you did it dennis but anyways why don't we just hit the music <laughs>
1: It's the Wrestling Perspective Podcast, I'm Dennis Farrell, and he is the man of the hour who i felt like I've not talked to in years, my best friend, Petey Williams. Well, how's she going, eh? Hey, listen, you've been MIA. Usually, we talk a few times a week, through text or a phone call, through a podcast. Last week, we did not get a chance to do a podcast, because... You were locked up at the Scott Dumore compound.
2: Yeah, I was, man. I mean, it, it's <clears throat> we were we were writing television. That's what we were doing
1: for Impact coming
2: up. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry, you know, we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't talk as much. Um, it was just, you know, it, it, it's weird because when I'm not in wrestling, my life is so not wrestling until you and I talk about wrestling. Mm-hmm. But that last week, it was like four days of just nonstop talk about wrestling, which is kind of relaxing in a sense, even though it's, man, it's it's tough to, it's a lot tougher than everybody thinks to write a
1: television show, let me tell you. This is your first time at a actual booking meeting, so we'll talk about that here in a second. You, A couple big things have happened since the last time we talked. Uh, AEW did another pay-per-view and announced another one back in Chicago in a few months. We might touch on that a little bit. Uh, there, I had a little Twitter spat with another podcast. I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a little bit. You were announced, you've talked about it several times on this podcast, that you did not think this was going to actually happen. You Scott Steiner, Jordan Grace. Let's open the show up with a little bit of talk of that.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, a while ago, I don't know how long ago, but, um, Jordan Grace posted uh, a picture of her with her, you know, the chainmail on the headdress, um, saying, calling herself, I think like thick mama pump or something, yes, you know, yes. as a reference to a uh, big papa pump. And, you know, I'm a little PD pump apparently. <coughs> um, but, uh, She posted that, and then I don't know if she did it or a fan put the three of us together uh, in a picture and kind of naming us. And then I got uh, a message like a few months later from Mike Quackenbush, who, you know, Mike Quackenbush, I I believe he works for NXT right now, but he also runs uh, Chikara. And Chikara, uh, for those that don't know, that means power in Japanese. Uh, But I have like a Chikara shirt and all this kind of stuff, and they've been around forever, and they have this... King of Trios tournament once a year and like that's their their big thing. And he just uh, out of the blue he said, Hey, did you see this, you know, picture floating around? I said, Yeah. And he said, How would you like to like participate in that and have it, you know, become a reality? And I want to say this was back in February, maybe not that long ago. Well, maybe it was that we started talking about this. And I said, Sure, and we talked back and forth. You know, I got him Steiner's contact info and all this kind of stuff. And I think Jordan had like a booking uh, conflict and all that. And then finally, you know, he uh, just said, Hey, it's a go. I got, I got the green light from everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, next thing I know, it was just, it it happened. And then he said, Hey, we're going to announce it tonight. I thought Jakara was going to announce it, but then uh, she put it on her Twitter. And then that's when uh, Twitter just exploded after that. And, you know, some of the, 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 responses that I got from the fans were, were hilarious. You have to check out that thread uh,
1: if if uh, if you haven't seen it. I haven't, and I, I definitely will. What do you think this will do for your career? Because a lot of people take bookings based off of what what it can do to further their career or a paycheck. Now, you're not a paycheck guy. We've talked about this many times on the podcast. But it's something like this, that nostalgia, and then you add something fresh in there like Jordan Grace... That may reignite nostalgia or or move something forward. Do you do you expect anything after this as far as your career that might push you forward? Um, I mean, at at this point in my career, I'm not
2: really looking for uh, anything to push my career. I would say, but I was like, <laughs> I was pretty excited to do it. I mean, you just said it. Like, I'm not into like the whole like you know I like making money, but I'm not into it. Like, as in I got to have a booking every single weekend and all that kind of stuff. I'm totally content on what I'm doing, but I was, there's a few things I get really excited about, but I'm really excited about this because, um, I, 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 know the fans are excited about it and I just, it's something I haven't done before. I haven't done the King of Trios and then to do something like this with teaming up with Steiner again, which I haven't done since 2008 probably. So it's been 11 years since I've teamed with him. Um, and then and uh, and Jordan just to have that extra. Now you have a female in there. That's going to be pretty intriguing. And then I know, you know, this could be something like, hey, maybe we'll do this at Impact or something like that. Of course, I'm going to push for something like that because um, it's just it's so unique, and I think people would, uh, you know, really get a kick out of it. Everybody's like, nobody said a bad. Usually, whenever somebody books something. There's always like, you know, 90% positive, 10% negative. There's always a negative aspect of it. Um, I, I didn't see anything negative about this. Everybody's like, oh my God, you know, like, I can't wait to see this. This is crazy, all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's just going to be, I, I'm excited for it. And I mean, I, I want to go to the finals of the tournament and win it with the with Steiner and Jordan. I think it would be great.
1: Have you talked to Jordan or Steiner since the announcement? No, I have not. Um, I'll see Jordan. Uh,
2: on like next week when we uh in new york when we film our next set of tapings so we'll talk about it then um i know she made some sacrifices with some uh bookings that she had and stuff to 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 make this event um she already had previous bookings and all that um but you know she wanted to be involved in it as well just as badly so um it, it's exciting like it I don't know how long, how much more longer Steiner's going to actually wrestle and stuff like that, so it's good that we can do this before, you know, he eventually retires. I mean, it's inevitable. He's going to retire one day, and, uh, you know, and I, I would love to see this on Impact. I really would. Um, don't know if it's going to happen, but it's uh, it's just, man, it's a cool thing. I, I don't know how, how else to say it. Like, I see people are, like, tweeting memes and stuff like that where it's like, this is not a drill, you know, like, this is really happening, all that kind of stuff, and, um, people talking about, like, man, I hope this is on pay-per-view. I don't live nowhere near the area, but I want to be able to watch it. And um, and it's cool that we're the first team
1: that they announced. So I don't even know who else is in the tournament. I honestly do not. We have to get Scott Steiner on the pod. Now, for some inside baseball, you and I, at the very beginning, made a conscious decision. Let's not get Scott on our podcast because you're so closely tied with him. And we didn't want it to be like – all right, you know, everybody's just like, get Scotty, get Scotty back on, get Scotty. We decided we're just not going to ask him, but now I feel like we should have him on just so he can tell us the mathematical equation of what your chances are of winning that tournament.
2: Um, well, uh, you probably would give it to us. Uh, and I I don't know if I've told this story before, but when we at, uh, last April in 2018, we had our pay-per-view, um, I think it was called Redemption. Uh, we we scripted in a little promo with uh, him and I where he did a math problem. And I asked him beforehand, I said, hey, can you do another one of your math problems? And he's like, Yo, you know, Petey, math's got to add up. I can't just do a, a math problem like on the fly. It's got to add up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I I, did, I I seriously thought like he didn't put any thought into it like when he was doing that promo. But apparently the math does add up and I think, uh, like a professor from you know some state actually did the math on a board and said, "Yeah, the math adds up." Who knew, right? Who knew?
1: Okay, all right. And, and there is another promo out there from one of the pay per views where Scotty comes by and you know he does a little bit of math, yeah. The, yeah. Your Canadian numbers or whatever he said. So yeah,
2: he tries to do. He tries to compare Canada and American math, which uh, I mean, he was he was pretty right. I mean, you know, with the. the, the However, you put it, use fractions and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, it's out there. It we we is.
1: we should reach out to Scotty and see if we can get him on one one day. Anyways, moving on, there was we have a ton of fan questions too. So we're gonna sprinkle some in there. This one comes from Cody. Cody says, right now there are three names that could help Impact Wrestling. Could you see these names, Joey Ryan, Orange Cassidy, and Psycho Mike, become part of the Impact roster <laughs> now? Joey Ryan, I don't think so. He's teasing a big announcement, and I, I just don't think it's Impact. Orange, isn't Orange tied in with AEW or no? I thought he was because he was in uh, the Battle Royal. But then again, uh,
2: Tommy Dreamer was in that. And Tommy Dreamer, you know, I was at uh, the creative meeting at the, the Moore compound um, over the week. So um, not everybody's under contract with AEW. Uh, as you can see, they're announcing it, like, you know, as it goes and stuff like Luchasaurus, for example, I think he was just the one that most recently announced. Um, and he's wrestled for impact in Vegas. I've seen him. I'm
1: a big fan of Luchasaurus. Has uh, and before you continue, there was another question that was asked by somebody, but that ties perfectly into what you're talking about. But the question was somewhere along the lines of, has AEW sniped any, uh, free agent talent that you guys were courting? Um.
2: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know per se, but if there was no AEW, it makes yeah. And you know, let's let's talk hypotheticals now because that's that's a good question. So, a, I don't know. Okay, so let's throw that question aside. But you know, since this is a podcast, um, let's pretend AEW never happened. Okay, mm-hmm. all these people right now, where would they be going? Where would would Cody still be with Ring of Honor and or, or what? Would, would the Bucks still be with New Japan? Would Kenny Omega still be with new Japan or would they, when their contracts up, would they go to WWE? Would they come to impact? It's what happens if there was never any AEW, um, you know, AEW, I look at it obviously owned by Tony Khan, who's a billionaire. I'll say, I don't know how much he's worth. Okay. So a billionaire. So he's got money. Um, and you know, it's hard to compete with, (laughs) with Tony Khan. It really is. So, um, I really hope AEW succeeds. I hope it doesn't. Part of me hopes it doesn't come like WCW in the sense that it goes out of business after a while. Uh, Part of me does want it to become like WCW because yeah, they gave a WWE run for their money. And a lot of the boys were making a lot of money guaranteed contracts in uh, WCW. So I would like to see, you know, guys make their worth and stuff. That's, that's part of me that wants to see them be like WCW, but I also want them to have longevity and be able to sustain that for, you know, like you look at impact, they've been around for 17 years now. And now I say that out loud. It's like, people are like, wow, impact's been around and going for 17 years. Um, that's longer than WCW when it was around. So uh, i 'd love to see a e w do that it just gives more guys more places to work and um yeah i mean i'd i 'd love
1: to see that uh here 's another one uh at save me underscore r s k seventeen do you guys think that AEW being a big success success as it is slash was that it could would or should attract other networks back to wrestling and when I'll say this, Pete. When people ask me if I think Impact's going to another network, I truly believe that every major network right now is on hold with adding or even thinking about wrestling for at least another year just to see what AEW does on TNT as far as ratings. If it's a success, I think the flood doors will open and you'll see other networks slowly welcome in other wrestling networks or, you know, alliances into their network. If it fails, I think it's going to be 20 more years before you see another major wrestling organization on TV challenging WWE.
2: Yeah, and I mean, there is uh, other, like, uh, wrestling promotions on TV. They're just not on, like huge networks like that like WWE has the the Fox deal that's worth like a a billion dollars so a a lot of people think like oh AEW is coming for WWE and uh, okay but honestly WWE their brand they're just they're they're a publicly traded company they have uh, their their copyright everything they are not going to go to business anytime soon even if the ratings are low like they have money for years to come, even if AEW blows them out of the water. Um, It it just, the the way they structure their system, is
1: just, it's, they built their own economy.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great way to put it. They built their own economy. So they're good. I I don't think they're worried about AEW. Um, You know, if they're not the biggest fish in the pond anymore, I think that's more of an ego thing rather than like, uh, like, oh, we're going to go out of business. It's not like back in the Monday night war days where, vince was gonna almost be out of business it's it's nothing like that it's totally different ball game uh but other companies are on um networks like you have mlw they're on i don't even know what network they're on but but they have a tv contract Uh, new japan has an american uh tv contract yep um then you have uh ring of honor uh they're on their Sinclair. sinclair broadcasting and so i mean it's there they're just they're not like tnt like when major you know wc yeah wcw was there and stuff i mean they still have television contracts where there's money involved and all that kind of stuff and um yeah so i i don't think i don't think other big networks are waiting is this the next wrestling boom like it was in the attitude era i hope so um if they do if AEW does well on tnt then other networks might be like what is this wrestling thing that we're we're just hearing of now even though it's been around forever so then they might be like, "Oh, what are some other wrestling companies we could look at, and all that kind of stuff." So hopefully, this is, a, you know, this is another wrestling boom.
1: Yeah, let's see here. If it's not too late, can you ask Petey what he thinks of the current state of the X Division? It's been a hot topic on the message boards right now. Hot topic for what? Just the state of the X Division.
2: Um. Well, I mean, you have Rich Swan, who's,
1: I mean, bona fide champion.
2: Yeah, no, he, he he's the ex division champion right now, um, and you know like he's like just he had a match with Elgin, I believe. I don't even know if that aired yet. Um, but you know he he's wrestling with like some of the top guys and stuff. Um, obviously there's we have a like a limited roster, right? So it's not like the two hundred five live where there's like I don't even know how many they have on there, but. Um, you know, I mean, we got our Willie Max, we have our, um, uh, Rich Swans, Ace Austin's really making a move. Uh, I'm there every now and again, (laughs) if they, if they need me. Um, so I, it's there, I think it's doing well. They're still putting out great matches and stuff like that. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know what else he's looking for with the state of the X division. I mean, if he's looking at like, Hey, you know, do we have the AJ styles and stuff like that? Like it wasn't from 2002 to through eight or whatever. No, but I mean, we're building, uh, you know, our stars again and new stars and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it, they're still exciting matches and we still like, you know, we're doing the X division thing. It's what impact did. They made the X division and we're still going along with it. And, um, you know, I think you're going to see, and I don't want to give anything away from storylines and stuff like that, um, but you'll see the X division on a on a brighter note coming
1: up. Can I say something that's a little bit critical, but I think I've said something about along these lines before about you in the X division. What's that? I think they do now that you're part of the booking committee, I'll say this I think you do a lousy job and I'm gonna say you of highlighting you as in the X division as kind of the grandfather of it right now since you're the most seniority TNA X division wrestler on the roster right now? Maybe even... How, could I say, you know, what, two-time champion? Is there a two-time X division champion on the roster right now?
2: Um... I don't know. That's a good question. But, uh,
1: but they do a poor job of highlighting or or... I think they do a good job of using you to get over other talent. I think they do a poor job of really highlighting... How important you are to that division with your longevity and your credentials?
2: Yeah, and I mean, part of that is me too. I mean, I'm not going to place the blame all on no, I'm blaming you.
1: I'm blaming you. Yeah,
2: because you know, I'd much rather somebody else have a spot to shine on TV than than me. Like, I already, I already have a job backstage. You know, I mean, why? Like, I mean, I can go out there and wrestle, and I I liked wrestling Ace Austin, and you know, uh, making sure that. You know he he yeah, had good matches and tried to get him over and all that kind of stuff. But um, no, I mean I I'll agree with you, Dennis. I mean that that is one thing. But uh, I'm not going to be sitting there in the booking committee and being like, hey, I have a great storyline for me because there there's so many things. Uh, and I'm like I'm, I'm a backup plan. Like if they want it to, they can make Team Canada again. Or now they can make Jordan Grace and Petey and. Scott Steiner like there's a lot of things and a lot of paths you can go um, and again like you said like the the veteran of the X Division, the grandfather uh, they can do a storyline with that and stuff like there, there's so much you can do and I guess when you run out of ideas then it's like oh okay well now we got to do this with Petey.
1: <laughs> well you don't necessarily have to go over to tell that story I just think that there's there's a better way of highlighting just just the fact that you're the most seniority member of the X division you're you might be i like I don't have the list in front of me the only two-time x division champion on the roster you you know you you were I you could say the grandfather of that x division you and many other guys but you're part of that grandfather group yeah
2: and I almost like I had a, an idea in my head I'm like it seems like when somebody comes in and they have to you know after they they get through their enhancement matches they're like who's the next big challenge for them it's like all oh, Petey, you know he's Mr. X division or whatever, because he's been there forever, and you know. And then they beat me, and then go on to the the you know next, maybe the X division title or something, right for the X division title, whatever. Um, I would like it if it was the other way around, where like the new people coming in, uh, you know, they go through whoever, and then they they can't beat me. You know what I mean? And then I just ride off into the sunset until the next new guy comes in or whatever the case. And then finally when you get the right guy, they beat me or something like that. Just a little bit different because I think when I come out now, people are like, Oh, Petey's here to, you know, have a good match with this guy and like, you know, so he could beat Petey and go on to the next level or whatever. And I'm totally fine with that. Not complaining at all. I just like wrestling um, and, and being involved in it. Uh, and that that could be part of my downfall too, that I've never cared as much about wins and losses. We've talked about that many times before.
1: Well, Jack, off uh, one of the Facebook pages, wants to know, uh, during your feud with Eli Drake for the Impact Championship, how close in the booking did you really come to actually winning the championship? I guess guess um, he's asking how close were they Impact to putting the championship on you?
2: No, not at all. Um, I wasn't even supposed to be in that spot. Uh, and I think we've talked about a lot of times, like all these storylines I was involved in, I was never supposed to be in any of those storylines because people got injured or whatever the case may be. That was supposed to be a guy named Garza jr. He was supposed to be getting a push, but then he showed up to those tapings and that pay-per-view, um, with, uh, like a, he needed surgery on his shoulder. Like he couldn't even move it. Uh, so they're like, all right, well, who's, who are we going to put in there? And. They put me in there because you know we're in Canada; it makes sense, all this kind of stuff. And the night before, when I start, uh, before I start the feud with Eli Drake, um, I had the X Division match, and you know uh, the booking team afterwards, who was Sanji at the time, said, "Man, you know we should have put the belt on you that night, and just you know got it off you like later on that week." And they they didn't I, just some things you see in hindsight and you're like man we should have did this we should have did that but there was no way they were gonna uh, take the belt off of Eli to give to me they were just building him as a star um, I think he just wrestled didn't he just wrestle Johnny Impact on that pay per view I, do, I, I don't believe that's so, yeah that was the Bound for Glory pay per view and you know they they. It was a toss up like I would have much rather see on your your big, you know, pay per view of the year, the, the, the good guy winning it, you know, chasing the belt and all that kind of stuff. I would have liked to see Johnny impact. It didn't happen. Fast forward a year. He was chasing it and he finally got it. So, OK, it meant something. Um, but no, there was no chance that uh, Eli was going to drop the belt to me. I was kind of like that guy
1: until he gets to the next guy. All right, and we had a lot of questions about this, and I think I'll I i I'll say this. A lot of Killer Cross questions. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast because you're kind of part of the management, the booking committee. We have a very close relationship with Killer Cross. It wouldn't be fair, fair to talk about it based on your position and our friendship. So for now, until things get clearer, we have made a – a conscious decision not to talk about it. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, you and I both have had personal conversations with killer crowds. We're not going to talk about that. That's, that's, you know, uh, we're not going to break confidentiality or, you know, his trust and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, we'll just, you know, see how it plays out
1: pretty much. That's all we can say. Now, uh, Mike Gilbert, that was one of his questions. We kind of answered it there. He has uh, two other ones. Are there any plans to partner with another Japanese promotion? Uh his pick would be All Japan coming up in the future for Impact.
0: Um
2: I don't know. I, I know there's uh well where does Muda work now? I know Muda worked for All Japan when I used to work over there, but I don't even think he works over there anymore. But we have Muda coming over to uh on June eighth, I believe it is, mm. the a night you can't miss get it. Huh? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Lame, right? Dad joke or something. But anyways, that's. I thought it was cute. I mean, no, it's very, it's a good play on words. Um, But yeah, I mean, teaming up with a Japanese company that that could be something definitely doable. All Japan would be good. Um, Trying to think of who who else is over there Um, that's still around. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, teaming up and we do that like within the United States and stuff like that. But when you start going over Japan, okay. Um, then things get a little bit more complex because now you got travel involved. I know that uh, Kushida, um, who's currently in NXT, uh, he came from all Japan and he actually trained at the KM Wrestling School where I trained. Uh, Scott DeMore came over here uh, when he was a young boy. Uh, they kind of did like a trade swap or whatever. We did that a lot with the KM Wrestling School. Kushida came over here, trained, with, you know, lived with DeMore. Um, or, or whoever, Damore put him up in an apartment and got him bookings and all that kind of stuff. And I've wrestled him many times and he's awesome. And then he went over back over there and became a big star, went to new Japan. And now he's, Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price of participation vary. Terms apply. Um, yeah, I mean, we've teamed up with, uh, with different Japanese companies before, and that'd be something awesome to do in the future.
1: When are you coming to Southern California, was his third question. Southern California. Uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Col- uh, Kobe Cooper wants to know, uh, does the emergence of AEW change the game plan for impact wrestling going forward?
2: Uh, I would say yes and no. I mean, when it comes to our writing and stuff, no, I mean, we're still going to do things the way we do things. Um, but as for, okay, you know, before where did everybody used to work? Like it was either WWE impact ring of honor, you know, those are pretty much your, your, now you throw another person, an- another company in the mix now you have another option to go to so it just means like okay a lot more talent spread more thin across there so you have to either more people have to become wrestlers or you know the talent's going to be more spread across the board
1: all right and uh thomas ford wants to know will we be seeing an impact aew partnership in the foreseeable future i'm gonna say no but i'll let you answer that
2: um that's a good question. I mean, I, it, it's always a possibility. Like, I, I always wondered because we have a partner with – we have a partnership with uh, A, you know, through Conan and stuff like that. And I feel like if I'm correct, AEW also has a partnership with AAA. Um, I think – aren't they like the Young Bucks like the Triple A champions right now because they retained it from the Lucha Brothers? I believe so. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how all that's going to work. Um I, I really don't. If I knew, um then we wouldn't be having this conversation, I guess. But you know, I mean AEW guys are under contract. I don't know what their contracts state. Um I know, you know, guys under our contract, I mean, it's up to Impact where they can and can't work kind of deal. Uh
1: so, I mean, to be determined. Uh will we be seeing the War Kings full time in Impact anytime soon? What's the War Kings? Uh I believe it's uh Jax, Dane and Crimson uh i were they in like okay they weren't on our uh impact show so
2: unless they were like on one of our twitch shows because sometimes we use for our twitch shows uh and those types of shows we'll use talent that's like kind of local in the area maybe previous impact talent so uh not that i'm aware of to answer his question
1: Mm, okay uh there was one good question from randy adams that kind of it started out snarky, and i I guess I'll read it, but follow me through it and don't because uh it started out with do you guys actually plan on signing people instead of giving them incentive to leave over crappy handshake deals? Then I kind of jumped in on them for being a little snarky with his questions and he comes back with a little bit of uh, uh let's see here it from a fan's perspective. It doesn't seem like Impact has a lot to offer talent to keep them around from leaving. Uh, And I kind of said, well, look at it like this, and I'll tell you what my reply to him was. You can agree, disagree, or expound was, all right, so you may not think Impact has a lot to offer, but outside of WWE and AEW, Impact is probably the number three product right now. Close second would be Ring of Honor, or you could flip-flop them either way they're 3a and 3b right there right the number three product on the market uh sure the money's low there's no you know arguing that but talent works for impact maybe one weekend every few months outside of that maybe a you know twitch special here and there so that frees up most of their months to take other bookings impact helps them find other bookings outside of that so you have a company where you can work anywhere else almost even some, I think you could, you see Callahan's on MLW for God's sakes. So you can, uh, theoretically work for another television televised product if it's cleared. So why wouldn't you want to work with impact where your dates are so low, you still get paid and they help you find other gigs.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's all what the, the, the wrestler wants. Like, I remember when I first started with Impact, right? Prior to Impact, I'm making like next to nothing working the independent circuit, right? I got Impact. Well, now guess what? Even like our our schedule is a little bit heavier. um, But guess what? Now, you know, uh, people will pay me more, obviously, to wrestle indie shows. So now I'm making more money, uh, even though, and there were some times I was making more money on the indies. Then like per show, then on uh, impact, so, like sell merchandise and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I don't want to get into all the details, but it, it's why wouldn't you want to work for impact? It's not like, okay, uh, it, like, th- we make, we're in the business now of making stars out of people. You know, it was different back when I started there. A lot of people they recognized were like X WWE guys and all that kind of stuff. And okay, sure. Ring of Honor was more about, like, making stars and stuff like that. Well, that's the business we're kind of in now because, you know, we're making a lot of our own stars, guys. Like, uh, I'm just trying to think, like, The North and Jordan Grace and Killer Cross and a lot of people are like, oh, they had an indie following and stuff like that. But, yeah, but now they're, they're like, you know, main players on our – and that's I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but I'm just naming a few off the top of my head. Um, you know, and now they're, they're stars on our, on our company and, like, they can go out and make – more money uh doing independent stuff as well with our light schedule. So it's a it depends as a wrestler what you want. You have to do your own math. Uh you have to be like, oh, okay, is it more beneficial for me to do work here? Or is it beneficial for me to work here with limited dates and I can do this and have more free will and all this kind of stuff? So it, it's up to the person. Like oh, uh, You know, Impact and AEW and WWE, all our contracts look different, and it depends what uh, somebody wants to do with their life pretty much.
1: You know, the one thing I notice about Impact fans is they care, and not to say management doesn't care, but the management understands that, as you said, they're in a position of building stars, and then a star becomes expensive, you have to let them go. It's almost like a... Pittsburgh Pirates back in the day, maybe a little bit of the Houston Astros, where they have a young talent. They baby him, they bring him up, they turn him into a budding star, and then he leaves for a bigger contract for the New York Yankees. And and they're okay with it. That's that's their position. That's kind of how I feel impact management is, is like, look, we take just as much pride in building someone up and then having someone like WWE want these guys which attracts more younger people to come to that company where impact fans don't kind of see it or understand it. And they think these guys are leaving, you know, this company and they, they get mad, but yet management understands, look, we're attracting younger talent by making stars and them going off and making more money elsewhere.
2: Yeah. And and going back to the first conversation we had about, will WWE ever go to business? And, you know, cause the AEW, no, they have just built a system that's so uh, they built their own economy, like you said. Like Impact doesn't have that yet, you know. Like they don't have their own economy built within itself, um, and and no company does except for WWE right now. So uh, you know, people, it's almost like job security. Like people are like, oh, I'll go to WWE because of you know, I know if I'm on the roster, then I work every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then I train at the school or on the performance center. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. like It's almost like a set routine. Um, and it, Sometimes people want that, and it's good to have. Does it mean you're going to make it? Absolutely not.
1: All right. Let's uh, hit a quick ad real quick. Look, one of our long-running sponsors here has been Blue Chew, and we are proud to keep them around every month, and that's because of you, the fans. So head over to Blue Chew, use the promo code Perspective, and PD will personally send you out a free sample. Yeah,
2: I mean, no strings attached. Well, one tiny string attached. I don't pay for shipping. So you pay the five bucks for the shipping and handling. All you have to do is use the promo code PERSPECTIVE and I will send it to you. And you can take it whenever.
1: Your little heart desire. Look, I don't care if you take it, you don't take it, you give it away. You you know, look, your significant other will thank you at the end of the night. Stop being a jobber. Stop being like Petey Williams and getting beat by Ace Austin every single night. Sorry, Pete.
2: No, it's not. I, I don't take blue chew in the ring. And tell me. I'll put people over in the ring. I don't want to take it before the ring. But let me tell you what. <clears throat> Once we get off this podcast and I, I might throw a little blue chew in my mouth and uh, – all night Say long. hello to my lady, yeah, Ooh. all night long, pulling on all-nighter.
1: Are you going to give her the Canadian Destroyer? Uh, like multiple Canadian no. Destroyers. Oh, so you're going to be an indie show.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not going to be a main event of WrestleMania. Main event.
1: Anyways, Blue Chew is made with the same active ingredients as Cialis and Viagra, so you know it works. It's chewable, so it works twice as fast. It's made in America so, it's cheaper. You can get it sent to you so there's no awkward doctor's visits. You look, you know it works because they have been around for a long time now, as my puppy just walked in the room. So, go to bluechew.com, use the offer code perspective, make PD and some money. Look, we love to give our shirt sales to charity, but we're keeping the bluechew money. That's just, just how we roll. We feel dirty giving. Yeah. Food. Blue Chew money to charity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where'd so, you get
2: all this money from? Well, you know, funny story, kid.
1: Um, it's penis no. pills. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right? Uh, you won't understand it until you're older, but it's penis pills. Anyways, <laughs> go to BlueChew.com, use a promo code Perspective, help. That money funds the radio show, which myself and Russ McCall do, so we give it back to you guys at entertainment and finally the final ad before we get in back into the show and wrap it up here in a second we got a lot more to talk about fightful.com uh, we have a great working relationship with Sean Rossap and Fightful where they get the podcast a day early, so you're listening to it right now on Fightful. That's why. Fightful has been breaking news for three years now. They've launched a premium service, which is great. I'm a member of that. They bring you dozens of podcasts each month from 205 Live to NXT, NXT UK. Impact, by the way. Maybe you'll get a shout-out on their show one day, Pete, and make it to the big time. <laughs> Ring of hope so. Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, NWA, they have Q&A shows, alternative and dark, dark match uh, commentary, and they're breaking news all the time. So go to Fightful.com. You get this podcast a day early, and then it reverts over to our regular feed at WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com, where you can go over there and subscribe. Anyways, now let's get back to your last week. You, PD spent a whole week at the Scott Demore compound doing your first creative meetings. Yeah. So,
2: um, you know, I arrived with Jimmy Jacobs, you know, just to kind of, and I'm not getting into too much detail about storyline writing and stuff like that, but we're just the so process. That,
1: what's that? We're going to, we're mainly going to talk the process of how, how it breaks down at least through this one. Yeah. So you have, you know,
2: the two VPs there, uh, Don Callis and Scott Demore. Then you have, a. Uh, as well, Tommy Dreamer, who's on the creative team, and then uh, Jimmy Jacobs, and then you yeah, have myself, and you know we get there. And now, I I haven't I've I've been in like rewrites before where people get injured, and we have to like figure out like hey, what do we do tomorrow? Kind of deal, like rush it. Um, but this is like full, like you have a a blank drawing board, and you know we get there. And I I don't know the process. I I don't know how. They start, finish, all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of learning as I go, and Jimmy does a really good job of kind of educating me, Um, and Jimmy's really, really good and fantastic at everything. Um, So we get there, and pretty much, you know, we we just start off. We know the matches or most of the matches that we're building towards for Slammiversary and kind of what Slammiversary is going to look like after that. And then you just kind of go from there. You kind of look at, okay, you know, you have this storyline with uh, the world title, we'll say, or the Impact Championship, and, uh, you know, we got four weeks of TV. What are we going to do to build up towards Slammiversary? How is that going to look? And then you do the same thing with a lot of other, you know, storylines and stuff like that, and then you have to kind of throw in other little minor storylines and everything, and then once that's all said and done, which takes, like, like almost like a i like to equate it to it takes one day to write one show we'll just put it that way but we're trying to do four at once and all that kind of stuff um so it would be a little bit different like kind of what they do on in other like like raw or smackdown or something like that uh so you kind of get what everything looks like there might be some holes in there and then you kind of like structure you know your two-hour television show after that of you know where your breaks are and everything, so you're just kind of plucking away at it over uh, time. And there's there's a lot of uh, what is that called? Like writer's block, I want to say. Like where you'll you'll sit there and you'll kind of hit a snag and you're like, hmm. and you just like stare at the board forever. And there's like multiple boards that you're looking at, and you're just going like, where do we go from here? Kind of deal. Um, and it, it, it's a slow process and it's very difficult. I mean i challenge somebody to to, that has never written wrestling television before to do it without a hitch i mean it's it's very challenging but it was also very fun like i said like when i'm not wrestling i am not doing anything with wrestling but that was four days of just man your life's wrestling for four days and it was it was like relaxing at the same time it's it's it, it, it consumes a lot on your mind. Like it's, it's, it's pretty draining because you're constantly thinking about, uh, creative
1: ideas. Do you guys set up plan B storylines just in case someone may not be able to make it or he may get injured or is that not even a consideration?
2: Um, well, we try to iron, iron out all those details beforehand. Cause you know, there was some people that <clears throat> like, you know, okay. Uh, yeah, this person's going to come oh you know, he said he can or whatever. And this booking conflict, whatever, whatever. So you kind of iron that out. But then in the meantime, um, you know, if something happens between now and then, you know, we'd have to iron that out, obviously. Uh, but there like I know when we wrote one thing, there was like kind of some like plan A, plan B storylines. And, uh, you know, we, we pretty much settle on one. Uh, and you got to remember, I'm always back up. Uh, it, it was funny up until the very last day at like the last minute, I was on one of the shows and then we kind of were like, Oh, that doesn't really make sense. Then I wasn't on one of the shows and I'm like, okay, cool. Like it, it's okay if I'm not on that show kind of deal. Um, so things do, it's, it's constantly evolving and changing and stuff like that. And as we speak, things could get, uh, changed right now. Like for, uh, everybody knows that, uh, you know, at Slamversary or not Slamversary, the last pay-per-view, Rebellion, Brian Cage got hurt. So you're like, okay, your world champion, sorry, impact champion is hurt right now. Like, uh is he gonna be hundred percent by July seventh at Slamversary? Like these are all things you gotta take into account.
1: Is there an injury update you can tell us?
2: <clears throat> um, you, you'll you'll get one on Friday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're constantly doing injury updates with, uh, uh, on, the you know, on, on impact, uh, with Brian cage. So you'll, you'll hear from him. I, like I said, I don't want to give anything
1: away. How many hours a day do you guys do this? Can you talk about that?
2: Yeah. It's like a all day process. Like, uh, it, it's all day. Like we'll get up and then grab some coffee and then, okay, we're right at work. Actually, before coffee, the board's already set up and you're already working. And then, you know, you work for a little bit, uh, like 90 minutes or something, take a 15-minute break, you know, kind of decompress or whatever, and then obviously break for uh, for dinner. And then we go until, you know, I'm trying to think, anywhere from like midnight to 2 in the morning, depending on, where we're at and stuff, and the progress we feel that we made and where we're at, so no um,
1: no, yeah, between you and I, you were nervous about this. You've never done anything quite like this, going into it, you were a little bit nervous. Did you contribute anything that will make it on t v You'll have to tell us what but but did you actually contribute anything, or were you you know the quiet guy in the corner the whole week and trying to learn? Oh no no! I I, I contributed, uh, maybe not as much as I would like, because
2: like again, I didn't know the steps. Like <clears throat> if I were to go back there next time, I kind of know how the steps would go, and you know, and also like you're you're learning the steps. You don't want to stop the flow of the process. Like okay, who usually does this job? Who usually does this job, and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of learn as you go. So sometimes you have to be a fly on the wall, but then sometimes you know you're actively you know, trying to figure some stuff out. So, um, no, yeah, there's definitely stuff that, uh, that, that will be on uh TV that I contributed. Yeah, definitely.
1: Dude, now in my mind, I, I just envision you guys sitting around a room and like old school wrestling playing on the TV or something like that, or you guys start talking and then you go down the rabbit hole and you're like, Oh no, I got this tape. Watch this match from, you know, 1987. Did anything cool like that happen?
2: Yeah, because then sometimes when we're talking about a storyline of potential, somebody might say something like, hey, remember that time? But it's always wrestling related. But then (laughs) we might say something like, yeah, man, something like that hasn't been done with like in a while. Or what if they I wish they would have done it like this. Well, we can do it like this. All this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, some stories are being told because some stuff just just like if you're sitting at work at any other job, you're, you're 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 talking shop and then something will remind you of something else. Yeah, definitely. It's not like we're all sitting there in suits and ties being serious all the time. Obviously, to get the creative juices flowing, you have to uh, kind of think about other things because then you never know. And and, and I don't mind when my ideas get shut down because a lot of my ideas got shut down, uh, which is fine. Everybody's ideas get shut down, but I'm okay with it because it might trigger off something in somebody else's mind that – they I, I thought they might have not ahead if I didn't say something so I'm totally okay with it they could shoot down my ideas all day long um but I, I know it might trigger something that, like something else off or, or whatever that was a good idea so uh y- y- you have to kind of just uh, I don't know go with the flow and and have a thick skin it, oh yeah that definitely that's it like I don't did, I have like the thickest thing I feel like I did they it, it tease you? Did they tease come on PD, that's horrible idea. What are you thinking? Uh oh yeah. I mean not all the time, but like, oh yeah. But then, you know, sometimes I'll shoot out an idea that's so off the wall ridiculous. And obviously, like maybe it's something you can't do on TV or whatever. Um, but then I'll remind them of something that you actually can do on TV.
1: All right. Well listen, I I wanna I got one more quick thing I want to bring up. We'll talk about AEW and Double or Nothing and the fallout and news from that on the next podcast. But one of your old buddies stepped in it. And normally I try not to like publicly speak because he was kind of a friend of mine, right? Uh, This week, uh, Vince Russo comes out and, and now here's the thing. Vince is a friend. I've helped him many times. We tweeted back and forth, even though in in text and talked, even though he tried to talk me out of doing a wrestling podcast, and now he does like five of them. Uh, This week he came out and basically bashed all the marks like he normally does and goes off and says he has, you know, proof that AEW and WWE are in bed together and they're working everybody in the industry. And... Whatever conspiracy theories you can manufacture those and make points and 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 pull fake facts out of the air and make them sound you know real. I, I get that, but then he used the WWE ECW being in bed together as a prime example. Now, Pete, first of all, I, I think Vince Russo is an idiot. I truly believe this. He. Created a conspiracy in my mind to make money because he he points to ECW, but the problem with that was you know WWE was giving him money, ECW was sending them talent in return. In the case of WWE and AEW, AEW is is taking a lot of their top talent, and they're not being nice. Shots are being fired. I think it's in the end it's going to be great for WWE because it's going to make them try harder and do better to keep their fans around. But there's no way AEW and WWE are in bed together, right? No way. Um, I don't think so. Uh, uh,
2: I don't know how that would work because you know you have them on TNT and then you have you know WWE on USA going to Fox and all that kind of stuff. I, they're separate networks unless. I don't know if that'd be breach of contract if they're in bed together and then them showing up on opposite TVs. I, I mean, I, I don't see it. Um, you know, And the, the funny thing is about people jumping ship, you know, everybody always thinks the grass is greener on the other side. Like Ambrose probably thought like, yeah, I could do my own thing. And okay. If that's what he wants is freedom. Okay, great. Um, but a lot of people think like, the grass is always like greener on the other side, but it's not like, I've seen so many people are like, I want to go to WWE. I want to go to like, that's their goal in life. And then what do they do? They quit there because they don't like it there or, or whatever. So, you know, you have to just be content with what you want to do and get out of this wrestling business and do that. I mean, I, that's why I'm so content with what I've done. Cause I know what I wanted out of this business and I, I'm doing it.
1: Yeah. It, well, here's the kicker, by the way, Vince Russo then paints a, a a painting of the AEW sign, and the W at the end is the WWE, and he calls it, you know, all elite, you know, entertainment or something, whatever. And now he's trying to sell that on eBay. So, right there, tells you his true intentions. And you know, that kind of stuff irks me when when you do that. When you and we talk many times about how. As a fan, I'm a fan first, and a wrestling podcaster second. I've never, you know, tried to pretend to be something otherwise. But when wrestlers, talent, bookers insult the fans, the same fans that buy their merchandise, that watch the TV, it just, it just bugs me beyond. I, I, I just, it, it, it ticks me off.
2: Well, I mean Russo. <clears throat> I've worked under Russo before. Russo. You know, he. I almost want to see him write for Hollywood. I think he would be better like at a sitcom show or something like that because, um, you know, he, he actually is like a good story teller when it doesn't come to wrestling, um, and, and that's why like he he's good at that aspect. When it comes to like, hey, can you translate that in the ring? I, I feel like that's not his strong suit because. he uh, he doesn't care about the wrestling aspect of it he just wants to tell the stories backstage all that kind of stuff so that's his strong suit um and and that's what he's doing now like he's telling his own little story and if people are biting on it great but i think russo has a job in like hollywood i really do
1: Mm. all right listen don't forget head over to ringside wrestling app it's a great app You can get chat rooms, watch independent wrestling. Our podcast is there. There's live videos. I'll be doing something this weekend with the app. So Ringside Wrestling. And my favorite part is the chat room. You can go in there and there's always people there chatting. Uh, And this isn't something we get paid to talk about. I just really like the app a lot. Josh Matthews is part of it. Uh, We'll be getting Madison Rain on, by the way. She followed me, Pete
2: whoa get it i don't even think she follows me this is gonna be another desmond xavier thing yeah but we'll have uh we'll have Mattis Rain on she's uh she's awesome i really like her yes
1: um better and, than uh, josh we, we both agree we like her better than josh matthews right um yeah definitely i mean she talks to me more so
2: yeah, yeah uh than josh does but um but usually when josh is around so maybe josh is jealous i don't know
1: maybe she'll know uh, who i am now <laughs> backstage yeah maybe maybe right
2: yeah. um yeah, but that's where we're at. So look for. uh We'll just you know have to lock down a date with her and uh lock down get a date. Up. Yep, we're locking down dates. That's right. Um, <laughs> this has gotten really creepy. Should we just go back to Blue Chew
1: right now? No, 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 no definitely not. No, no, no. Right, that's the right. wrong ad to go back to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What for apparel? Buy a shirt. Yeah,
1: extra Rainbow large.
2: connection. All right, great.
1: So um, that's this week's podcast. We're going to wrap it up normally we would probably go another 10, 20 minutes, but it's super late. You have life in the morning. I have life in the morning, but we want to make sure we got together to pop this out for us fans. And uh, guys, don't forget, Pete, where can they find you? Are you going to be in any shows by the way?
2: Yeah, we got, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I, Petey Williams. We're coming up to Queens, New York um, uh, for our impact tapings uh, Thursday and Friday, June 6th and 7th. And then, Dennis and I will be in – man, I don't even know what the venue is right now, but we'll be at Clash Wrestling, so you can follow Clash Wrestling on oh. Twitter as well. Raven that's will be June there. June 8th.
1: Raven will be there.
2: Yes, Raven will be there, and I'll, I'll be involved in a ladder match. So if you want to see me fall off a ladder, um, that's pretty cool. So you're uh, not you can find take... me falling off ladders in, on June 8th.
1: You're not going to um, take a ladder then... bump. <laughs> what?
2: Oh, I'll show you. And then in October – uh, October 5th and 6th, I believe it is, somewhere around that, that Friday and Saturday. Uh, that's where the King of Trios is going to be in Chicago. So I don't know if tickets are available yet, but if they do, uh, pick up those because that's probably going to be sold out. All that's right. in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania.
1: You you probably listen to this podcast on multiple platforms, whether it's Detroit Sports or Fightful.com. But if you're listening, do us a favor. Hunt out our podcast feed. Subscribe to the show. You know, depending on whether you listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher, give it a thumbs up, write it five stars, leave a comment. It helps us out. You can go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. All the links are there. There's an email page if you want to email questions. Make sure it makes it onto the show. There might even be a phone number on there that you can call and leave a voicemail, and we'll pull, start getting back to doing that a little bit. What are you clicking? I'm, I'm wrapping up the show, and you're clicking. Sorry, man. That's Bush That's League. pop. It's, sorry, it's my Pop. Okay, go. That's Mike Quackenbush League, okay?
2: No, Mike Quackenbush. <laughs> I see it.
1: Mike Quackenbush is not Bush League. No, but I just had to fit the name in. Anyways. Mike Mike Quackenbush League. What? Okay. You like, you like that, don't you? Yeah. I was pretty proud of that one. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, uh, go to uh, WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com, click the links, be part of the show, uh, what4apparel.com, backslash WPP, Rainbow Connections, where all the proceeds go, com use the promo code Perspective, Ringside Wrestling app. Guys, this is this week's podcast. Pete, I'm sure I'll see you next week now. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, have a good night, guys.